Welcome to Succeed in A&P, a podcast where we are building a community of sharing ideas and best practices in anatomy and physiology for the success of students and instructors everywhere. I'm Valerie Kramer, the Marketing Manager for A&P here at McGraw-Hill. In our first episode of 2022 for Succeed in A&P, we talked about what's new for this year. And one of those things was an APR update that happened this month. And so I've invited Molly Scheel, our subject matter expert, who helped to make some of those updates. So welcome, Molly. This is not your first time on Succeed in A&P, but to refresh our memories, can you just share a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, it's good to be back, Valerie. Number one, always, always take this, uh, accept this invite to join you guys at McGraw-Hill and talk about APR and A&P in general. Um, I am an instructor out at Northeast Iowa Community College here in Piasta, Iowa, and I've been there since 2008, so I think this is like year 13 or 14 already. Amazing how time flies, right? Um, And I've been using McGraw-Hill products and test driving McGraw-Hill products for a really long time and giving those experiences to our students, and APR is just one of those that we love to play around with and test drive and see how we can use it and how we can learn with it in new ways. Awesome. Well, we're so lucky to have you on our team. Um, We always have instructors say that instructors, you're really an extension of our team. We could not do it without you. You are the expert. So I'm excited to talk with you more about these updates to Anatomy and Physiology Revealed that went live this month, specifically the planes of section um, that's under the body orientation model. Mm-hmm. I've got it up on my screen right now. I'm looking oh, at them. Awesome. So tell us why this aspect is really so important. So planes and sections are all about the visual side of anatomy. And when students first come into anatomy, they don't have a lot of experience seeing the inside of the human body. And they think they know what it looks like. And they think they're familiar but they're not. And so when we first start with models and images in the book, sometimes it can get really disorienting for them to know front from back, right from left, up from down, and and really how to put it all back together. And so they're very much still figuring out what's in front of what or what's on the side of, and what's above, and what's below. And they hadn't really thought about how sort of messy the organs are crammed into our body cavities. And so when, they, when they're on campus, they get to unpack those torso models, or they get to dissect a fetal pig. And they realize that not everything is in these perfect little boxes and compartments. And it's messy. So with planes, not only do they have to unpack those cavities and figure out where everything is, but now it's, how can I see that better? How can I see that more clearly? And the planes allow us to sort of remove and add and shave and turn the body to see it in an ideal way. And this helps those students figure out all those relationships between all those organs and they can then say oh yeah this is definitely on top of or in front of or to the side of and they really appreciate that complexity pretty quickly. (laughs) 
Yes. Oh, that's such good information. And I even never thought of it like that, that way that they are confused coming in like that. So very good. They, they've heard all the words, you know, they've heard stomach, they've heard spleen, they've heard pancreas, but then when you tell them to like, get in there and like actually commit to touching something, they're like, well, it's just kind of like in there, you know, and they hover their hand over the pig or they hover it over the the torso. And I'm like, Hey, we're not having a Harry Potter moment here. Like, you got to touch it. You got to commit to it. Like, cause there's a lot, you know, even if you just sort of like make a grasping motion and touch a torso model, you might be touching three or four organs all at the same time. And so it's, how can you show me this, you know, and what do you need to take out? Where is it like in the depth in that three-dimensional component in the body. And when all they have is a textbook, which is flat, they need 3D. And that's where either the on-campus models or the APR visuals help give them that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So when you're working with the APR team here at McGraw-Hill, what specific changes did you recommend when we were navigating that planes of section component? I took issue with the transverse plane because what we see in some of the planes were examples of the whole body where we could see the planes going coronally, sagittally, and transversely. And then they zoomed in specifically on the skull, all right? And so we think of our head and our skull as being really familiar it's got a face, it's got a brain, it's got a mouth. And we thought, okay, so they zoom in on these these heads and they show all three sections. So how would the head look if you cut it front to back? How would the head look if you cut it right to left? How would the head look if you cut it top and bottom? But the, and those were great images, absolutely phenomenal images but they didn't match the whole body that was on the other side of the page. And so all I said was, hey, you guys, you have this up, it was the up and down section, the transverse section. And I said, you gotta get that out of his belly button and you gotta put it up at his nose because that's what your picture, that's what your zoom in is. And so students were struggling when their teacher said, well, a plane of section will cut through any organ that you want to see. So if you cut through the nose, you get to see the nose. If you, you know, drag that section and it cuts through your brain, you get to see part of your brain. But if you cut through my head, you don't get to see my stomach because it didn't cut through that. And they were struggling with that disconnect between that's where the plane is and that the planes can move around in the body. And so, oh, I got to slide this bar up to the nose. And that's how I get this view that that APR is showing me. Or, hey, if I drag it down into the abdomen, then I'll see my stomach, but then I won't get to see my brain anymore. And so it was a really neat conversation piece because, again, most A&P instructors are doing this week one, week two. It's super early. And we need to get them to see that consistency from paper to real life, 2D to 3D. And we needed those images just to be a little bit more consistent um, so that they could see, 
if this is the section, these are the organs that they're going to see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so interesting. I had to pull it up too while you were talking about it so mm-hmm. I could follow along. Yeah. And it, I like how you said it's, it's the first, it's so early in, in the semester. It's really the foundation before yeah. they learn the other various structures. Yep. yep. Okay. Doing so- it with skin on first and then skin off. It's a game changer. And you, you see in, in the rest of the publications, in all the eBooks and all the connect assignments, all the picture captions are labeled with the plane of section. And if they don't get that right early on, they're struggling just to even comprehend what they're seeing later in the semester. And it, and it's not being brought back up um, to say, hey, this has been all removed. It's, it's almost implied that they understood that, mm-hmm. know what they're looking at. Well, and that's a good point that you could almost bring this back in later in the semester, too, just to kind of remind them and prep them for that next step that they're going to do. Yep. It's it's super important. Um, You know, as soon as you start getting into skin, you know, one of the other modules in APR is the integumentary system. And and I love the integumentary system one because you have the dissection tool where you drag back layers. And that's another idea of planes of section, right? Scraping off layers is a different plane as opposed to taking a chop and then seeing everything in cross section. And until you sort of reinforce that, they just think skin is skin. But we know that the top of skin looks very different than the side of skin. And it, it's this one of those themes that just keeps coming up. Um, I know that in muscles, there's you're typically seeing this frontal view of a muscle man in all the images. And then you might get to a limb and they're going to give you that cross section so that you can see which muscles are in front, and which ones are in back. And they're just like, what? What's that? <laughs> that looks like a steak. That looks like a roast. Like that doesn't look like somebody's thigh. And, and it's really hard for them to then transition that frame of reference. You know, okay, if this was front, then this is still front um, and work their way through some of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So um, you mentioned the integumentary system and the muscle muscular system. Aside from these new planes of section updates, how are your students enjoying APR? Do you have, based on your use of APR and you've been using it for a long time, I know it's 18 years old, but have you been using it for the amount of time you've been teaching? Ever since APR got rolled out, we have tried to incorporate it somehow. So whether that's in conjunction with our on-campus usage, um, so using cadaver specimens that we have on campus, APR offers them an answer key. So they can click around in the APR module and then look down at the specimen that's on the table and find it there as well. Um, So that's been really good. And again, that enforces the planes because that's one of your drop downs, right? One of the views is always by plane of section and they need to realize they have to turn the model, right? You can't see every anatomical structure in every view. And for some students, they just don't ever accept that. And they're very unhappy about that. But (laughs) others are like, okay, I have to turn and turn. And once they grasp it, the multiple choice of structures gets a lot smaller for them. 
So they're saying, okay, I'm looking at the sagittal section. All the structures in here are going to be deep. I'm not going to see those when I'm looking at a frontal section. And so we definitely use APR when we're doing any cadaver dissection or cadaver organs on campus. And we use the APR as, as an answer key or sort of a guide along tour. We use those 3D models that are up in APR. Those are stellar. Again, to show the different views, right? To turn and change their perspective so that they do get that 360 degree appreciation of the structure. Mm -hmm. And we do a little bit of the quiz tool. We love self-assessment um, in our department and having students then practice. They obviously can't take those cadavers home. So this is a way for them to practice further, assess what they got out of the lab. So having that quiz tool and the assignable custom structure list also has been huge for us. So we, we've definitely been able to get it in many places. Um, we use it in that practice atlas as well. We know that not everyone's coming to campus anymore. Some people are learning more remote. Some people are doing it mixed. Um, and so this, again, gives us that library of images and experiences that they would have had on campus, but that we can recreate for them virtually at home. Oh, that's great. So that's that's actually good advice for people who maybe are already using APR or may, might be new to it. Any other advice for those who might be just getting started in APR and they're seeing all of these things, how are they going to fit it into their two-semester course that is already so full? Oh, it's, it's a big thing. So taking on APR can really be a lot. Um, and my advice for that is just don't try to do too much too soon. Listen to what your students need um, and don't just assign it because it's cool. <laughs> like it's nice to look at, but is it effective? You know, I think, I think one of my earlier podcasts, Valerie, was about intention and yeah. doing and creating assessments with intention. And you have to do that same thing here in APR. What do your students need practice on? What are the learning objectives? And how then are you going to facilitate that learning for them? So if planes of section isn't getting through with just a lecture, cut the lecture, record the lecture, give them the lecture to do at home, and then let them play around and sort of recreate some of these APR activities. Do a lot of self-assessment and see what your students need, right? If, if they're getting a lot out of your skin models and your skin lectures and those, then don't assign APR for skin. But if they're struggling with muscle position, um, muscle action videos in APR are top notch. So getting that visual, if that's gonna drive it home, then start implementing there. So find where your course still has room to grow or find places where you can upskill or swap out an activity from possibly trying one that might be more effective. Um, but don't feel like you have to use it for every single system and every single week, because then you're just forcing it and the students won't see the value. Yeah, so. oh, that's, that's really good advice. And yes, I'm glad you jogged my memory on doing things with intention. That is, mm -hmm. is so true, especially when there's so much to fit into the AMP course. 
There are. So, I mean, students don't want to do busy work. You don't want to do busy work. Nobody has time to do busy work. So if you're asking them to make the time to engage with your class, make sure it's intentional, make sure it's effective. And, and the same goes for your own time as the instructor. You don't want to assign busy work. You don't want to sit there through, you know, a gazillion test banks or grade a zillion worksheets. You want to really learn what they have learned and you want to know what they know and what they don't know yet. And so be intentional. And I think that really does come across when students take your class. Yes, agreed. And so Molly, uh, speaking of students, I actually met one of your (laughs) students who uh, has taken AMP1 recently. And uh, she told me she had Molly Shields an instructor. And I said, oh, you're so lucky. And she said, (laughs) you were awesome. And then she said, quote, AMP is so hard, but she makes it fun. So Based on Nobody that ever said it was easy. Nobody says like <laughs> no. easy A and P. Like, and it's and it's just different levels of familiarity, you know. So if they're interested and engaged with it, and again, if they're buying in to your intention and it matches their intention, which is to learn and go on, you got them, and they're they're yours, you know. And I don't know if the word fun is there, but rewarding, <laughs> you know, they get they're getting. Um, something out of it, out of your class, out of their time that they've invested. And man, we'll count that as a win every day. Heck yes. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And these these are students that are going to go on and be our nurses. And this, this student is actually the teacher of my little boy's uh, daycare. And mm-hmm. he's going to be able to maybe take care of him one day in a bigger capacity. So learning AMP is so, so important. I don't, I know I don't have to tell you all that. You already know. <laughs> Yeah, I've taken it a few times myself, Valerie, in a while, you know, but I think that it is a good place to start, you know, students, students really do struggle sometimes with our concepts and our terms, but I think with the digital tools and the just attending college and going through and communicating with the instructor, they're learning a lot more than just A and P in these classes. They're learning self-assessment. They're learning personal responsibility. They're learning time management. And yeah, we hope the A&P follows all that. You know, that's our goal. But if they're only focused on the A&P and they don't have those other um, skills to learn, then they might struggle a little bit. So I think having it in one place, reinforcing when they're choosing the views and the drop-down menus to reinforce the terminology, to reinforce organization and classification, I think they're going to get there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I love it. Thank you so much, Molly. And it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Are there any last words? Um, this has been more than I even imagined, uh, the insight that you've given us even in just this short time. Are there any other last words you'd like to leave us with? Just stay positive, stay creative. Faculty members, you know, sometimes we just, we're just trying to get through the day sometimes and we want to try something new. And it's okay to do that. You know, APR is already a part of your Connect package. You're not committing to something. You're you're trying it out and do it. Be brave, just like you want your students to be brave and try new things and just do it. And if it doesn't work, it's okay. You tried, you had good intention, you assessed it. Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, maybe you tweaked it, but 
just try it. Just try it. Demo yeah. it in a lecture, assign one, get some feedback, and understand that every class is going to be different. Every semester, you're going to be different. Every delivery method is different. So just still be you and find out how this tool can do it. How can this tool match your intention? Perfect. Oh, thank you so much, Molly. And for our listeners out there, tell us what you liked about this show today. What what did Molly share that really, really ignited something? Um, but also let us know if you like any of the new updates to APR. You can email me directly at Valerie.Kramer at MHEducation.com. And you might get a little gift in response for your feedback. Yeah, so if, if anybody ever wants something added to APR, drop that line too. You know, I've asked for certain histology slides to get thrown in. So the worst they can do, folks, is say no, but they don't know you want it if you don't say it. Absolutely. And like I said, you're the experts. So we want to make it work for you. <laughs> well, Molly, thank you so much. And thank you to all the instructors out there who are just getting your semester started. And thank you for listening to Succeed in A&P. And until next time, I'm Valerie, and be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more A&P teaching inspiration. Mm-hmm.